How do you see God? Is he distant and detached? Is he present and engaged? This is Wednesday, December 13th, and yesterday we listened to the praise of King David as he realized that God was attentive to him. God saw him. He mattered to God, and God knew everything about him. He learned that he mattered. Now, this is the source of his song of joy. We learn that one of the key ingredients in mattering and our significance is being seen, attention. Today, we learn about affection. And here's our scripture reading for today, Hosea chapter 11, verse 1 to 4. When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. But the more they were called, the more they went away from me. They sacrificed to the Baals, and they burned incense to images. It was I who taught Ephraim to walk, taking them by the arms, but they did not realize it was I who healed them. I led them with cords of human kindness, with ties of love. To them I was like one who lifts a little child to the cheek, and I bent down to feed them. Now, these are some of the tenderest words anywhere in Scripture. Here's the Lord explaining to his people the nature of his love for them. He speaks of Israel as his child and how he brought them out of Egyptian slavery. The Lord uses the concept of the cords of human kindness. You can almost envision God taking a baby by the hands, a little child, and teaching her to walk. He stooped down to provide food and kissed Israel on the cheek. Even though they turned away from him, the Lord loves them. You can hear his heart cry in these words. He longs for his beloved child. This hits home with me this year. As you may know, Sandy and I welcomed into the world three new grandchildren in 2023. The most recent one was born last Saturday. His name is Abraham, his parents, Andrew and Cassidy. I haven't been able to take Abe in my arms yet. But with the other two, it was such a joy to hold them, to see the next generation. Of course, Sandy and I want to do all we can to help them grow and thrive. The problem is they live so far away from us. I can't wait to see Abe in person. Now, the thing you realize right away when you hold a newborn is how vulnerable they are. They can't even hold up their own heads. You have to help. They cannot take care of themselves, really, in any way. They need the attention of a mother and a father. What we are told is that children form as they are given attention by their parents and others around them. That is, they become persons through the gaze of other persons, as we learned about this yesterday. This is one of the most powerful forces that shapes children as they're growing. And by the way, they can tell when they see your face what you think about them. Now, this is also how Israel became a nation. Before being formed into a people, they were a collection of families and tribes. It was the engagement of God with them, giving them his attention, that shaped them into a people, into a nation. Today, people are desperate for attention because this enables them to know that they matter. Perhaps you heard the story of Winston Churchill's mother. She had the opportunity 
to visit with the British statesman. His name was William Gladstone. He was a brilliant politician. She came away from that meeting thinking that Gladstone was the cleverest person in the whole country. But then on another occasion, she had the opportunity to visit with another politician. His name was Benjamin Disraeli. And she left thinking she was the cleverest person in the country. <laughs> Do you get the difference? You see, it was the attention that Disraeli paid to her, his interest in her. And this is the power of giving attention to other people. God treated Israel in this way. This is the way God in Christ also treats us. He's the doting parent helping the child learn to walk. He's the parent that gets down to the level of her, her child so they can connect, who bends down to feed that child. How do we know this? God entered space and time in Jesus. He condescended to be with us, to reveal to us his love. He was present and he valued us. You see, God sees us. He looks upon us and watches. He has led us with the cords of human kindness. Now, if we stop to see the ministry of Jesus, his interests become so clear. He sees people that are often invisible to everybody else. People excluded because of sickness or sinfulness, people without status or standing, people without success. He tells, for example, the tax collector Zacchaeus, I'm going to come to your house today. And in so doing, he values this man who has devalued himself through his trade and extortion. To Jesus, there are no little people, no outsiders, only people that he loves. On Sunday, I shared the story of a slave during the times of slavery in this country. He was a follower of Jesus, and he was asked his favorite Bible verse. He explained that he loved the genealogies at the beginning of the book of Matthew. Those were his favorite. It seemed strange that these would be his favorite, and he was asked why. He explained that God knew them by name, and that meant he knew God knows him by name. Yes, he realized though he was a slave owned by someone else, made to work for someone else, he mattered to God. That couldn't be taken away. And so do you. This is the joy of Christmas, discovering that we matter to the God of the universe, discovering a significance that is beyond anything we might be able to form or manufacture for ourselves. Let's pray. Faithful and loving Lord, you call us your own. You look upon us as your children. You lead us by the hand, and you stoop down to us. We rejoice in the discovery that we matter to you. We pray in your name. Amen.